Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome into the walkout edition of Hear That Podcast. Growling, Paul Inner Jr. and Jay Morrison of The Athletic are here with you on a day when you'll be stunned to find out the Bengals lost again. Uh, you'll be stunned to find out it came in inexplicable, demoralizing fashion. And uh, you'll be stunned to find out that Andy Dalton had a triumphant return here where the storyline is about Andy comes away, the, the victor uh, taking his victory lap. And being lauded for all that he did, and the Bengals go with their tail between their legs back to the locker room. Once again, they lose 30-7 to to the Dallas Cowboys at Paul Brown Stadium. It gets worse. The latest circle of the drain, really, Jay. It is. I mean, if you're a Bengals fan, I know most of you are, are rooting for Andy, so maybe that was something positive to come out of the day. I mean, I know people in the back of their minds want him to lose. Uh, have the better shot at the draft pick. Um, if, if you're one of the fans that are, you know, still cheering your heart out for them to win every single game, um, not ideal by any stretch. I mean, you, you felt like of the final four, this was maybe the game where they could sneak in that win and to lose it in, I mean, as demoralizing fashion as you can imagine, 30 to seven against a team that only had a record, a half game better than yours um, and do it in such weird fashion where Giovanni Bernard hasn't fumbled in 829 carries and he loses a fumble. The next longest streak in the NFL was 317 carries below that. It's like you just, some of these things that are happening, you just, you can't, you can't even fathom before they happen. And it's just, it's like you said, it's demoralizing loss after demoralizing loss. And it's, it just feels like a, a slow death march to January 3rd. Yeah, Death March. That's about right. <laughs> I think anybody that was in Bengals clothes uh, at Paul Brown Stadium uh, certainly looked like they were experiencing the Death March themselves. We were mostly Cowboys fans of the 10,000 yeah. uh, and change, which is the similar to what we saw with the Giants a couple weeks ago. I, you know, you, there's a couple we're going to get to um, Andy Dalton in a little bit. And in connection with that, no, not, not coincidentally, uh, to A.J. Green, who spoke after the game. The first time we've talked to him in a long time. And he had oh, – well, I don't know if he had quite a lot to say, but what he said I thought uh, spoke volumes. And he answered a lot of questions about his future. And we, I, we're going to get to that. I have a story up on that now on The Athletic. Please go there. Reminder, we have buy one, gift one going on right now. So uh, just go to theathletic.com slash hear that podcast growling. Buy one and you can give one to somebody for the holidays uh, free. Uh, highly recommend doing that. And you get all our coverage across 
the entire athletic, 400-plus riders all across the globe, Premier League, NFL, NHL, NCAA, you, you name it. Whatever you want, we got it. I highly recommend that uh, for you if you if you would like to. Um, so all that stuff is up. We're going to get to that. Let's start with this. What you read about Jay and and, and I, I, you know, it's it's what stood out most to me in the post game of this beatdown, and that was, you know, just Zach Taylor looked broke. Mm. Like he he looked. This is this guy has given. Nothing but the same, like, smile and it's going to be all right and we're t- going to turn the corner. And honestly, I know people are sick of that crap. And maybe that's part of it. But that was not really what it was today. Today, it was a guy who looked like he expected to come here and win a game and maybe do it handily. And to watch it go down like it did, I think he's just demoralized. Yeah, you. I, I think you used that exact line in a story last year where you said the Bengals broke Joe Mixon, where he was he he has this just unabound enthusiasm, and the, the losing kind of caught up with him, and he stormed off the, the the field, and it was a totally different look for him. That's what today was with Zach Taylor. It was it, this team can't beat anybody. It seems like, but today they beat their most indomitable opponent. And that was Zach Taylor's optimism and enthusiasm and confidence. I mean, it, it did, it, it felt like the, that's what I'm writing about is okay. The, the giants game, they know they lost Joe Burrow. They're, they, they're trying to craft any kind of offense together that they can. They decided the best way to do that against the giants was to run the ball. The giants said, no way we're going we're gonna to do anything, but let you win the ball. The Bengals throw their hands up and say, okay, we can't run the ball. And it turns into just a, a horrible performance offensively. I think 155 yards. Last week, they stuck with it a little more. They said, we are going to run the ball. They stuck with it. They just sucked at it. Couldn't run the ball at all. This week, they had this game plan to run the ball. They were running the ball well. And the first three possessions all end in lost fumbles. And it's just, you can see why that would break or damage a coach. Where you finally think you've got this game plan in place and it's working and then crazy things that just not that, not that this team doesn't commit turnovers. They do, but three turnovers on successive possessions is rare for them all to be fumbles and be the first three possessions of the game is just, it's almost unheard of. And it's like AJ green said, he's like, that's just the kind of season we're having. This, this kind of stuff seems to happen to us. And it, it made Zach Taylor look like a different guy in, in the postgame press conference. Yeah, you know, because now, you know, you look at what? Monday Night Football against the Steelers is next. How you feeling about that? You know, the whole country can watch the Steelers fans come into Paul Brown Stadium, take those 10,000 seats, and beat up on the Bengals in front of a national audience with maybe Brandon Allen, I don't know if his knee's going to be okay or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it could, could be Bomb Squad Finley back. By the way, like, I don't think I've ever thought this before, and I <laughs> tweeted this, like, the Bengals' offensive line is not good. Ryan Finley is definitively not good. He holds the ball too long, and he generally just has looked awful back there. But my God, every time he comes into the game, the Bengals' offensive line blocks like they hate his guts. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it is just free runners and dudes taking oh, shots. I, I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy a little bit. He is taking some punishment for a dude who's only taken like how many snaps this year? 
I mean, barely any. 30, I mean, 30, yeah. And maybe he's just gotten destroyed. Uh, anyway, side note there. So who knew that's what's next. The next evolution of this season of Suck is they, you know, had, you know, are on this train now, the 2-13-1, and one, I suppose. Um you know, in this winnable portion of the schedule that we spent so much time talking about <laughs> ends up being a winless portion of the schedule that has, has all, everyone's feet against the fire. It's just, you know, it's inexplicable. And what do you do? I mean, if you're a head coach, three fumbles. I mean, you mentioned the streak on Bernard. I mean, you know, okay, you put Travion Williams in there, but fumbles. You know, you have, you have Travion Williams who's, you know, Getting some of his first action ever in the league. You decided to put him in. Um, you decided you were going to rotate running backs today. So you have an inexperienced guy back there. You have Akeem Adeniji, who's in one of his in who's a rookie six round pick, gets blown up into into him. You have inex, this is what happens when you have inexperience all over the place. Yes. So to claim you know that that you know you're yes, it's error that you shouldn't ever accept or or anything like that but it's what happens when you got guys that haven't played playing and guys that can't necessarily but you're learning if they can or can't play you know and that's part of what happens and Alex Erickson how does that happen you know this guy's held the had the ball so many times in his hands as a return and more dangerous situations than this and this happens to him you know a lot of it's inexplicable but also a lot of it is like you know it's sort of what happens when you have – you hope never like this, but when you have players who aren't great players, they don't do great things. Yeah. And the Erickson thing, I mean, that's – again, that's it's maybe the – you can't blame the Erickson fumble on inexperience, but Brandon Allen said he didn't, he didn't outright say it, he checked the call, but he said he's got to make a better decision there. So – it leads you to believe that he checked into that jet sweep with with Alex Erickson, but still Erickson has to to hold on to that ball, and we're we're only going to see more of this over these final three weeks. I mean, it it gets to the point where yeah, you do need to start. We saw Marcus Bailey in there today, the rookie linebacker. You you when it gets to this point in the season, you do need to stay, start taking a look at at some of these guys that haven't gotten a lot of time and. If you're not getting time on a team this bad, yeah, maybe you're not that good to begin <laughs> with. And there's there's going to be more mistakes like this. Yeah. So that's sort of the future there. Uh, but then there's the past coming back. Um, and that was Andy Dalton. And A.J. Green coming back to being a productive receiver, six mm-hmm. for 62 and a touchdown and a couple of really nice catches. Still not exactly separating. Um, his catches were contested, uh, almost all of them. But, you know, a guy out there making some plays after three of the last four games not having a catch. Um, I'm going to start with Andy, and it leads into AJ. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Cool for Andy. You know, I think everyone's happy to see Andy have this day. He deserved this day for what he did for the city and I think for the way that it was clunky at the end. And never felt right at the end and sort of that bad way that that all went down. You know, for him to be here, it, I, I sort of dubbed it the vintage Dalton. Like, not necessarily impressive, but like just efficient, sort of, you know, not flamboyant. Like, a couple of touchdowns, no interceptions, made the right decisions, 185. Yeah. Like, vintage Dalton type game, gets the win, goes home, right? Has his moment. And, you know, he throws the last touchdown on fourth and one. To Tony Pollard, uh, they could have, I mean, they could have done anything. They could have kicked it. Uh, they could have done anything. But which, by the way, this is a point. We have to come in. Bengals growler bet time. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a shout out here. Um, the, the Booker man, I think, on, on Twitter. Don't have your actual name because you just have a, you have a different uh, name on Twitter. But had 178 for the Bengals growler bet number of Andy Dalton passer yards. He was tasting he was tasting the delicious – he was going to have coast-to-coast coast just pouring it out for all his friends. He could taste it at 178 and fourth and one. Go kick the field goal, call yeah. it a day, right? No. <laughs> not only do they not call it a day, play action, and Dalton throws a seven-yard touchdown pass, and it's over. So close. So close. <laughs> You lose, though. No winner in the growler bet. Uh, but you know, Dalton has that moment. He, he throws the touchdown to, to ice it away, turns around, gives the I love you symbol to, to J.J., his wife, up in the suite, as he has millions of times in this stadium. And, you know, it's his moment. He's got, you know, shout-out to Bengal Boy, who had the sign honoring uh, Andy and J.J. Yes. for changing lives, hanging up on the stadium. And he talked afterwards about how much that meant to him to see that. And, you know, the response just from the fans and that he's around the city and the hotel, you know, it, I mean, he, he was not for a guy who doesn't typically get super emotional in football situations like this. I mean, he talked about how special this was for him mm-hmm. and how much this really meant and to see that. And it was just it was a nice bow around the guy that's going to come back here and be honored for the rest of his life. And and for a good run and one of the, and one of the most successful runs of winning that this franchise has ever seen during that his first five seasons and it was cool to see him get that moment. And kudos to the Bengals for kind of a, a subtle 
moment before the game started. Typically, they will say, uh, uh, now from the NFC East division, the Dallas Cowboys and the opposing team runs on the field and everybody boos. And uh, today they said, now from the NFC East division of the National Football League, Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys. And that was, we kind of talked about this on an earlier pod about, it's not like baseball where you come to the plate, they announce your name, everybody can applaud. Uh, that was a way where they were able to say Andy Dalton's name, let people cheer for him. Um, I don't know if there would have been a lot of boos anyhow because there were so many Cowboy fans here. But that I, that, I think the Bengals do deserve some credit there for that. As subtle as it was, that was a nice touch. A lot of fans in Dalton jerseys, uh, since he loves you, sign as he ran off uh, into the tunnel at the end. It was like, I said, he was like a groom in a wedding after the game. And in their oh, seating yeah. line. It was just player after every Bengal coming up with a, with a hug and a hand pound or whatever and to, to talk to Andy. Well, obviously a lot before the game, too. Um, and he kind of went off with a, a wall of... Cameras waiting on him, and uh, a lot of fans who were who were there to to cheer him off one last time as he went through the tunnel, and he did. What's interesting to me is after the game, AJ Green shows up in the Zoom, and it, and AJ and Andy are incredibly close. They were very tight here. They came in together. They played together. They both had kids at the same time. They you know became dads at the same time, and their kids played on like you know, teams together. I mean, they, it's as, you know, they are very much bonded here. Their wives are close. Miranda, AJ's wife up in the suite with JJ. Uh, uh, I mean, every longtime Bengals player wife was up there. Mindy Huber was up there. Uh, Gino Atkins' wife, Alex Erickson's wife. They were all up there. It was a big, quite a party up there in the suite. Um, and, you know, but Miranda being there too, and this being an important moment in that regard. And, Here's this guy, AJ Green, sits down in the Zoom, and I'll, we just don't know when we're going to see him again. Yeah, and I think everybody felt like it's time to ask AJ these questions. We don't know when he'll be back. We never know when we're going to get a player on these Zooms again. We may not talk to him the rest of the year at this at this rate. So here we go, and I sort of asked him if he believes in the direction of the franchise still, and he basically said yes, and blah blah blah. And then the questions kept coming about, you know, what are you? Do you want to come back here in the off season? I, I think. Lap had a question that essentially – it was obviously a, an attempt at a trap. It was like take the cheese. But it was are you excited if, when Joe Burrow comes back to catch passes from him? And every answer really was some version of like uh, we'll see what happens, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean I, I have decisions to make. But here's my – here's the connection that I took from it most. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. A.J. Green has always had the model of Larry Fitzgerald that he has discussed with us and talked often about. One team, full career, the legacy that you can have because of that and what that means and the importance of that. A guy who has lived on loyalty, whether it's an early commit to Georgia and stayed with it and went through all that and the same thing he had in Cincinnati. To now watch 
Andy Dalton literally show him the way that it can look. <laughs> this is this is how you take a clumsy, awkward, clunky exit that happened last year and tie a perfect bow around it and and still have the legacy that you want and move on to the winning side of things and move on to a different place. And I also bring up Andrew Whitworth, a guy who left here People wondering about how much he had left in the tank, if he was done, who has since hit the accelerator on his Hall of Fame case by playing for a winner in L.A. The Hall of Fame means something to A.J. Green. He thinks he can get it. He mentioned that today. He brought it up today. He has brought it up before. He knows he needs more. He knows he needs wins. He needs an Andrew Whitworth type finish. Mm -hmm. And I think it's apparent if you watch this guy and the way he has played and produced and felt his body language on the sidelines during these games. It ain't here. Yeah. And we all know that we've talked about how that seems inevitable to hear him talking about it, about, look, I am still a great player in this league. I am going to, I don't need some new role. Okay. But if he was going to be here, he would have to have some new role, and that can't happen. Jay, you wrote about this earlier in the year, and it was the perfect yeah. – I kept coming back to was Tim Brown from your story. Yeah, and he said you, you he A.J. Green cannot take a new role on this team. If he's going to take a new role, it has to be somewhere else because if you accept a new, i.e., lesser role, then everybody in the locker room starts looking like, what, what why? Why are you accepting this? Why are you okay with this? You know, you're AJ Green. You're the you're the the goat uh, of this franchise, and um, that that's just what that feels like. Is that he they they can't lessen his role here in terms of a game plan. It's happening on the field because he's not getting open and he's not getting as many targets, but he's still revered by everybody in that locker room. And there's they just. He ha- they have to keep using him out there as a number one, even when he's not a number one. And that's just another reason why this split needs to happen. Financially, it needs to happen. For AJ, it needs to happen. For the team, it needs to it's just It's just best for everybody involved, for, for both sides to move on and let Tyler, Hig- Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins be your, your main targets for Joe Burrow moving forward. Yeah, and, and I think everybody sees the writing on the wall. I mean, we've been talking writing about that for a while, and it's just interesting to hear A.J. talk about it, and you, and you see it now as clear as day. I mean, you just, yes. it's, it's, you know, it's, this is a guy who's saying, you know, I, I've got my family, I've got my inner circle, and we're going to weigh. I care about winning and being happy mm-hmm. and chasing the Hall of Fame. And I don't know that any of those three things are going to happen. Here. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe, I mean, you, you can certainly not, he's just, he has never meshed. I mean, he's had a year with this system, but I mean, with this, this thing that's happening here this year has not been a mesh. It has not worked for AJ Green. So if this is the same, a similar scenario that's coming back, if Zach Taylor is back, if this is the offensive system, this is, this is who they're going to be. AJ's not going to want a part of that. It doesn't check any of those boxes he said to us after this game of, you know, winning and happiness and, and production and not accepting a lesser role and still believing you're a great receiver in this league. He, he's going to have to find somebody who believes he still is elsewhere. Um, and that's just a fact of the matter, and I think he was pretty open about that today. He's not noncommittal. He's not going to say, I want out of here, or I plan to leave, or right. anything like that. But it was, 
whatever happens, happens. And whether it's here or elsewhere, I'm still a great player and I'm going to go be a great player and have, be excited about that. And he did have perspective about, look, I, I know, you know, he's saying people are seeing the not playing super well and the losses, everything. Like, he talked about his perspective spending, you know, through the, going through these injuries, just happy to be playing again. And, and I think there's a part of that. But, you know, he's out there jawing at the Cowboys and, you know, Tyler Boyd, like, kind of threw his helmet off the side as it, after the game ended and went off to the locker room and weirdo vague Instagram post about being lied to your face. And there's, yeah. just, there's just there's just that crap is happening all around here all the time now. For two years of nothing but weird distraction off the field crap here. And A.J. Green has been part of it. And you got to feel like he just doesn't want to be part of that crap anymore. No. You know, and he sounds like a guy who doesn't. And he's never been the diva type wide receiver. Like you said, he wants to prove that he's still a great receiver. And he's not talking about proving that with a contract. He's talking about proving it on the field. And he's a guy that, I mean, he's made enough money in his career. He's going to have eight million. Yeah, he's going to have his choice <laughs> of where he wants to play next year. He is going to find the the ideal scheme and the I- ideal construction of a team where he's going to have a chance to go compete for a championship next year. And he's going to. That's his goal is to prove on the field that he can still be a part, a big part of a winning organization. He's not just going to sign with the the highest bidder next year. And I, I think that's where it's kind of different with Andy where, you know, it, you, you said this is how it looks. And this is still a crappy situation for Andy. They're, what, four and nine now. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. It was a great triumphant return today. But I, I wouldn't expect to see A.J. Green playing for a team that's in a similar situation as the Cowboys are right now next year. No. Um but you don't know, you, and that's that's to come, and and we shall see what happens. But I think um, I just I found it interesting that AJ can kind of look across the field and see what it looks like that your legacy isn't ruined because you leave here, even if you leave here on not great terms. Right. Um, in fact, it could be quite the opposite. I think uh, the city kind of developed a, a new appreciation for Andy Dalton over the last year and a half as he struggled and gone through all this, and it's been cool to see. And I and I think we'll see what that looks like now for the next generation of uh, <laughs> Bengals legends, I speak, will toss Geno Atkins into that category as we discuss him going forward, too. So, anyway, Bengals lose again, 30-7 uh, to 7 to Andy Dalton and the Cowboys. Uh, next up, Monday Night Football against Pittsburgh. That shouldn't be a national embarrassment or anything, so uh, you know, make sure you tune in for that. <laughs> I mean, that's what you have to worry about, because yeah. we, we said it's not, it's not just if they lose these games, if they lose them in embarrassing fashion. This was... In, embarrassing in some regard to have Andy Dalton come back and beat him as soundly as he did and have the three fumbles. It, Monday night, national TV audience, number one, if the Steelers lose tonight to the Bills, they're going to be coming in super pissed off, uh, ready to, to just whip the Bengals. Then you're going to have the, the optics of an entire stadium full of Steelers fans. Well, at least what's allowed and, in. <laughs> well, yeah, well oh, yes. But it's just, it's this is the thing that, that Zach can't have happen. He can't. You can't lose out and have them be ugly and bad looks. Um, and that that is definitely on the table next week against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. It's, it's what's happening right now. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We, of course, will be back on Tuesday with here that podcast, Ground. And uh, hope everybody uh, has enjoyed the show. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.